find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. Yo, yo, what up, y'all? Welcome to another brand new episode of the world famous Behind the Baller podcast Brought to you in full high definition sound I am your host Ben Baller, not Ben Humble A.K.A. the Wash Lord, A.K.A. the Korean Earl Woods Um, It is Monday, September 26th I am sleepy, I am hungover I have lost my voice I have had a crazy, dope, fucked up amazing weekend and uh yeah we're gonna get into it in a second shout out to legal cartel for the theme song shout out to my producers the dust brothers uh miles davis and jordan winter yeah man original music by lakey lake and all that good stuff it is my least favorite day of the week i am again sleepy and hungover guys let's start off by saying um let me say fuck academics I forgot what his cornball name is. He's been made, he's made comments about so many fucking things that he just has no clue about. The crazy part about it is this, man. I love when people say, why should be this? Why should you do this? And, you know, if, if you want to be a jeweler, why should you study anything from jewelry? Why should you study the greats? If you want to be an NBA player, why should I know about what anyone else is doing? There's a certain climate that you should kind of be aware of. You know, you could go outside when it's raining and cold and not have a jacket. That's fine. You don't want an umbrella? Cool. Go get wet. But if you're going to discuss hip-hop, and he's been doing it for like, I don't know, eight years maybe or something like that. Hip-hop has changed quite a bit. But ever since the cloud rap, mumble rap has come, become famous, you know, a lot of opinions have, have flown about OG shit, old school beats, you know, compared to like Little Pump or something like that, right? And you see where real rhyming and real boom bap shit is gone. There's a person like, you know, someone like Drake who can really appeal to everybody. Future kind of has a little bit of, of new, a lot of new, and people fuck with a little bit of the old, right? But as far as like rappers under 30, it's a weird place. Like Tyler even totally respects where hip hop derived from the music, the drums, all that shit. Respects the past legends. And you know, I can't even speak on any of the new, because I don't really know much new rap. I mean, you know, it's Post Malone's different style. It's melodic. I fuck with Posty. There's someone like Jack Harlow who does a mumble rap and he actually is trying to spit some shit. There's guys like Lil Baby, don't know much of his music. I fuck with it to a certain extent, you know. But then you see like what's been really successful in some of the bigger headlines. I don't fuck with Travis Scott really like that. But you know, I understand why some people like his music. But someone like J. Cole, Kendrick, as long as they're still around, you're going to see why they remain to have higher sales, get paid more for shows, things like that. But academics is like, he doesn't do anything. He reposts anything he sees. He might get some exclusive content once in a while. 
and he's a big fan of 6ix9ine. And he had made some statements about pioneers and legends, well, not legends, he didn't even say that. Pioneers and founders of hip-hop are dusty and broke. And it got a lot of people mad. It wasn't that that statement got me mad. It's just the fact that, bro, you contribute nothing to hip-hop in the actual genre in the community. You don't, you don't, you know, to the guys who think whatever. And, you know, I remember having a conversation with Drake about it. And I remember him saying, like, he's supposed to do that. You know what I mean? He's supposed to be a hater. He's supposed to drop certain things, whatever. And, you know, um, he'll dick ride certain people. And he's a big fucking Drake fan. But, like, when people talk about Cool Herc in a negative light, it's pretty fucking sad. It ain't like you're talking about George Washington or talking about Ronald Reagan or talking about George Bush. It's a totally different, you know, the culture of hip hop is so amazing. And even though the direction or the trend of where, you know, hip hop is today may not be the most enticing to me, I try not to say anything derogatory about hip hop. But the thing is, academics serves no, he has no talent. He has zero knowledge of really what went down, you know, during the real era of hip hop. And if someone's offended by me saying the real era, then go fuck yourself. I don't really care. It's my show. But when you think about Cameron, when you think about Dipset, when you think about Jay, you think about Lil Wayne, these motherfuckers rapping their asses off, straight up and down. Duel Santana was rapping his ass off. You got dudes who are just really talking about almost nothing. Whether it's going on in their daily lives, it's the same dudes who are wearing a Mary Jeans, wearing fake Mary Jeans, galley department fucking t-shirt and a fucking Chrome Hearts hat, sitting around a club looking at people, staring at their phones for four hours and then tweeting or, or putting on Instagram, yo, it was a fucking movie. Come on, man. Like, <laughs> back to Fatboy, right? Academics. It's crazy he has a platform still. And he said, you know, silly shit about Chrissy Teague and he says shit about this. But the crazy part about this is this is a ticking time bomb. Let's put it that way. My boy Lil Duval, who kind of, he relates to the new shit. He relates to the old shit. But he definitely talks more about old school stuff, you know, and he's a comedian. And, um, for some of his takes, you know, that I don't agree with necessarily, but I fuck with, you know, a lot of things that he says. And one thing he did say recently is like, yo, I feel bad for one of these old heads that have been bitter and broke for a while. Or he, he didn't say broke, but um, there's guys who come from that era in the 70s and 80s and 90s. There's even guys from the 2000s who might have had a hit record and just ain't eating the same. And again, LL Cool J had broken down like, look, Financial situations back then were totally different compared to now. There wasn't that many managers. It is a business now. And it is the majority business in music, in the culture, and the way that things move and trends and shit. But like, what's funny is, let me be a critic now. Even when I got along with academics, and I didn't get along with him, he was actually somewhat decent. He would rant, get drunk, whatever. Like, bro, look, you don't know how to DJ. So if you want to start talking about DJing, like, you know, I actually DJed, bro. I actually understood the art of turntablism, you know, all the way back from, 
you know, we can take it back to Jam Master J. We could take it to Qbert. We could take it to DJ AM, my era. And we could take it to the new format of Serato and stuff. But you don't have those skills. Two, you don't even do any real music reviews. You say, is it flame or is it trash? Is it cap or is it talking real? Like, you just, you literally have a formula that creates brain cell damage. You're an idiot. You know, it's like crazy because Lil Duvall said, one of these OGs who's been just waiting to catch up somebody, talking about the old school, is going to find him and fuck him up. And um, he says something about uh, Regina Carter, who's Lil Wayne's daughter. And he says some wild, reckless shit. And the crazy thing is he thinks he won't get touched. And it doesn't matter how much security you got. There's a certain way to bypass all of that. You know, and T.I., who was considered OG, had even said, like, yo, bro, I'm trying to get at you. And I just don't think it's going to end well for dude. And I don't wish anything against dude, but there's things that you know are going to happen. You know, there's things that you know that are like, look, man, it usually gets cold in the winter in most areas, except for like Australia, maybe Miami, maybe parts of Mexico. But in general, you associate Christmas with snow, right? Academics is going to get knocked the fuck out. He's going to get hurt. And they're not manifesting this. These are just facts. Like, this is real shit. He just says dumb shit. And um, there's people who you feel like, all right, it's fast food music. There's this, whatever. He's fast food blogging. His page ain't valuable to anybody. It's a toxic place. And someone is going to catch up with them and fuck his shit up. When you got someone like Russell Simmons, who definitely contributed an enormous amount, whatever negative shit people have to say about any alleged acts of his in his personal life, as far as music, he's probably one of the biggest contributors to hip hop and where, you know, during that that era that mattered to me. But it's just funny to me, man. I see like six nine still around here and there. It's a matter of time, no matter how fucking big you are. Right? I'm not a huge fan of Flowrider, but he's made music that people like and it's poppy, whatever. And he's going to continue. I could see him still doing his shows, his songs, at fucking football games, wherever. He's made that lane. This lane is a true microwave burrito. Stomach aches, fast attention, fast satisfaction, and fast death. So, just had to speak real quick about that because he's just a fucking weenie and it's funny because... I didn't get a chance to, I don't want to do an emergency podcast about academics. He's a clown. People have gone at him. And, you know, I just really think about what J. Cole did to Lil Pump. And when he said, he embraced him because Lil Pump dissed him and said, bro, Lil Pump is like, he's a year, two years away from never being able to fucking do anything ever again. It's just like, it's sad because again, there's no big homie guidance. And I keep a big homie around always. So that's that. Had to speak on that real quick. Uh, Next up, AirPod Pros version 2.0. Got them. I know I'm sponsored by another company, but this is an Apple product that, you know, syncs very well with your phone. So even if you get 
a set of headphones that are, let's just say, the Ferrari Lamborghini of headphones. They may sound better. They may have more crystal clear sound. But as far as syncing with your iPhone, look, these are A1, period. You know, they're probably the BMW of headphones. And because of the, you know, compatibility, they're just awesome. I took them, you know, with me to San Diego. I missed my flight to Seattle. I know I said I was going to try to cancel whatever, but I still had it because there was no refunds on it. But I got so fucked up this weekend. I couldn't make my flight anyway. We'll talk about that in a second. But yeah, no, I just want to let y'all know I got the AirPod Pros 2.0. Did not get an iPhone 14. I am not going to get an iPhone 14. They got to change more. It's just stupid. I, I know I've changed every fucking time. I think I might have missed one phone and maybe I haven't. But eh. anyways, went to San Diego for my wife. Her best friend was in town. And then um, her family lives in San Diego. Well, her husband's family lives in San Diego. So we went down there. Got to check out Aviara, which is a beautiful fucking course at the Park Hyatt in Carlsbad. And, you know, TaylorMade's there. Everyone's, by the way, everyone in golf is based in San Diego. That's Titleist, Callaway, fucking Cobra, Scotty Cameron, you name it. So it's like San Diego's chill. I've already talked about how much I like San Diego. But I never really kicked into the local area of San Diego, right? In the county. I ain't talking about gas lamp fucking any of the more busy areas talking about like you know northern county of san diego and it was like a trip because back in the day i used to date a chick in san diego and i remember it was a short period of time i could get to san diego in an hour and 10 hour 15 and i didn't have to push it too crazy and then like 10 years ago 15 years ago it's like an hour and a half and i was about average but now the average is like two hours and 15 minutes. And the fucked up part about it was we left at 1, one thirty. It took three hours and 47 fucking minutes to get to the northern tip of San Diego. If we were going to fucking to the gas lamp, like even La Jolla, it had been over four hours. And it was fucking disgusting. I was, it, it's part of why I'm so tired now, right? And then going back was still three hours. It was fucking brutal. But we hung out and chilled in a small town, uh, Encinitas, California, Cardiff, in that little area. Got to kick it there, had some good times, chilled. And I went to this bar right on the, is a highway 101. I guess it's like, kind of like PCH. And um, went to this place called Saloon. And it's just a small little dive bar right there in, in Encinitas. And next door is a place called Shelter. We hung out for there for like a little bit. Had like Tulum vibes in there. Definitely much nicer place. And I'm just chilling, just trying to vibe out. I really don't like bars. My wife is having a fucking amazing time seeing her best friend. And I walk outside and a car pulls up with four dudes and they get out and they look like stunned, shocked, and also like not necessarily happy, but I don't know what the fuck's going on. Now I have my tool on me and I'm like, oh shit, here we go again. And they're like, yo, you Ben Baller? I'm like, I don't understand why they asked that question. I'm not saying like, look, man, there's other people who'd be like, okay, maybe they look like someone, maybe it's someone different. Like, I don't really look like anybody else. You know what I'm saying? How many motherfucking bald-headed dudes you know, you know, are Asian and wear prescription sunglasses, you know, 24 hours a day? So I'm like, yeah, what's good, man? And like, oh, what's up, man? Can we get a picture? Blah, blah, fuck with you. And I'm just kind of like, yo, bro, you gotta, you know, I'm cool, but you gotta approach motherfuckers in a different way. 
So as I'm taking a picture with them, I see the GOAT, the most legendary surfer in history, Kelly Slater, across the street, walking into a place called Roxy. And now, I've never had a discussion with Kelly Slater like that, but, you know, um, some of my boys are friends with them. So my wife's best friend's husband is a massive surfer, huge fan. That's part of the reason why they moved to Encinitas. is huge fan of his. I said, let me DM him, see what dude says, whatever, boom. I hit him like around 11 p.m. I'm like, yo, I just saw you walking a Roxy dog. You know, I fuck with you, blah, 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 whatever. Remember, we had a conversation with Diplo because my boy Timothy wanted to go surf at your farm in Fresno. Dude responds back at four in the morning. And I'm like, God damn, bro, you're 52 and you're still up. Apparently there's a big surf contest somewhere near the area. So he's there chilling, but it's also a surf town. I don't know why I brought that up, but this is the weekend wrap up. So, you know, so I thought I'd bring it up. Anyways, Encinitas, very chill, cool town. The bar was cool. Uh, the hotel we stayed at was lit. And it's becoming more likely that I don't know if I'm going to buy a place down there, but I could see myself owning a place down there because I wouldn't want to rent any place because I'm a tailor-made so often. I'm playing golf in San Diego so often and it's a chill area and the kids love it because they love the zoo. They love Legoland. There's, what, two, three Dave & Busters down there. It's just a cool little area. And I've been really thinking about instead of buying a crazier house, why not buy a second home? And it's not that bad. And the cool thing is you can leave a car there. You know, um, you can leave clothes and all that shit that's there. Be there for however long. Leave a set of clubs there. And there's so much fucking golf down there. It's like, I don't know, just something I thought about. And you know, San Diego does that at the fucking airport, but it's chill. I, you know, I'm going to be definitely spending a lot of fucking time down there. I got to interrupt real quick and say my gold cash gun 2.0 with the iced out BB logo drops tomorrow 3 p.m. Pacific time, $99. This is a fun fucking item. This is a definitely, look, I'm looking at one right now. This shit is dope. It's, it, I ain't gonna lie to you, right? Get $100 in ones and put it in there and it's just fun. I don't know why it is. This is a great product. I think this is one of the most popular. It's probably top three most popular items I've dropped on network. It is only available on the network app, 3 p.m. Pacific time at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Only on the network app, my gold cash gun drops tomorrow. Do not forget. So I was planning on going to Seattle. Then I figured I might not go to Seattle. And then so we didn't stay a second night in San Diego. We drove all the way back because my wife has her relatives in town from Germany. So we decided to go back to LA. We dropped off the kids and we dropped off the dogs. So I can't tell you the last time we've had no dogs, no kids for shit, 16 hours. It was pretty crazy for me and wifey to get some time alone. And so we went out. First, we chilled. I took a long nap. I needed like an hour and a half nap before I was going to go out. And I have not been out in LA in five years. I ain't talking about the Koreatown thing a month ago. I'm talking about like really being out in the hype, in the scene where in an upscale nightclub where, you know, celebrities are at whatever and I know I was out the other night but I wasn't really I I was home by like 12 30 or whatever it was I forgot in K-Town and that felt cool it was all right this is a whole different vibe this is like the young hip fucking NBA NFL MLB TikTok YouTube 
rich kids, you name it, cool kids, all that shit. So I'm getting ready to, to get ready to go to Hyde. Shout out to my boy, Frankie Delgado, my boy, Josh Richmond, who happened to be on the podcast. Yes, that Josh Richmond, Johnny Depp, Josh Richmond. And we wanted to go somewhere to dinner. But we were also thinking like, look, we don't want to go anywhere too crazy for dinner. Not everyone wanted to spend $2,000 for dinner. Some of you might be like, yo, Ben, why don't you just take care of it? Because I take care of a lot. <laughs> All right, I don't think you understand. I take care of a lot when people are in town. Like there's already a lot. And I had already mentioned, anytime I leave the house, it's like a couple hundred bucks. Leave the house six times. It's, you know, thousands. And I remember waking up yesterday and seeing like a large transaction has been posted on your credit card. Like no shit. I'm talking about rocket money, which is used to be a true bill. So we go to Boa, which at one point was the most popular steakhouse in LA. It's always paparazzi outside. It was just easy. They got decent food. I just wanted to, Nicolette wanted a steak. She never really ate steak like that. She started eating meat recently. So we get there. And like immediately the doorman's like, yo, there's no vaping in here. You got to wait here. And it's just, I was like, dog, stop trying to do your job too good. There's motherfuckers that try to do their job too good. And they don't realize who they're talking to. I'm not saying I'm somebody important. It's just like, realize you'll fuck around and have somebody not want to go there anymore because, you know what I'm saying, how you're conducting your behavior. And this dude is like definitely an older guy, but I would say he was closer to my age. So he probably thought I was some kid or whatever. So we pull up, go inside. Um, food was good. It was chill. But I was shocked to see how fucking dead it was. And one sure way to know that bowl was done is that there was no paparazzi outside at all whatsoever. And my car came from valet pretty fast. I brought the Tesla, so it wasn't like anything crazy. But, you know, we had a good time. We had a good dinner. So we need to kill a couple hours because we can't get to the club until 11.45. And that's when everyone starts getting there. Because LA, you know, last call is at 2 a.m. So we leave the restaurant at like 11.35, get to Hyde at 11.45. I get walked in VIP, have my gun on me, of course, because I'm already knowing this is going to be crazy. Wearing my Patek, Philippe. Don't have any chains on. Got my basic shit on. You know, dressed real chill, wearing Jay Lindbergh top, Jay Lindbergh pads. I came in super clean, all black. My wife is dressed to the tees. My wife is dressed to the gills, dressed to kill. Heels, tight dress, form-fitting everything, looking great, everything amazing. So we pull in there. And it's like, you know, it's like semi-busy in there bypass everything security. By the way, see one of my boys who's been doing security for Josh for almost 30 years. He was my security guard for almost 10 years when I DJed. And he's now a coach at St. John Bosco. And it was crazy, man. One of my favorite Samoan dudes always helped me carry my crates into the records way before Serato. And he told me, he's like, yo, I tell motherfuckers I know you and they're like, you don't know Ben Baller. And I'm like, I'm embarrassed that he had to even defend himself and say that because this is my guy. So anyways, we're going, we chill, kicking it. It's maybe 12 o'clock, 12, 15. It's kind of crowded in there. And my bottle comes and like pretty much Josh and Frankie wanted to take care of me. And I was like, look, I just want to show a good time to my, my relatives from Germany. want to show them some celebrities, you know, the entire cast of All American was there. CeeLo was there. A bunch of TikTokers, YouTubers. And I'm just like, I just want to chill. Look, I'm ready to do two bottles of Casamigos. I don't want to break any of y'all. I appreciate it. I'll put on my social media. We Gucci. I just want to kick it. So they bring me a bottle of Class Azul. 
And I'm like, bro, this is very kind of you guys. It's what, $2,300 plus tax and good 20% gratuity. And I'm like, thank you so much. I, you know, this is great. So we're drinking. I have a couple shots. I have literally one. I probably have another one maybe 20, 30 minutes later. I'm not trying to get lit. I'm driving. Everyone else is in an Uber. And then out of nowhere, I hear the Plain Jane song. And you know, I just, I ain't paying attention. I look out in the crowd and it is fucking packed. Like packed, packed. This place probably holds four or 500 people. There was 800 people in there. It was lit. It is getting cracking. It was like, yo, shit is nuts. 10 minutes later, the owner of Hyde and the owner founder of SBE Entertainment, Sam Nazarian pulls up. And he's like, bro, I've been wanting to talk to you for a long time, for years. Very respectful, very chill, very powerful man, big dude. And I'm like, man, it's great to, you know, really talk as adults because I have not seen him in, I don't know how long, but he went to Beverly Hills High School. He's class of 93. I was class of 91, right? So we chat, shoot the shit. He's like, hey, what are you drinking? I was like, no, dog, I'm good. I got a bottle of class A Zool here. He goes, no, dog, fuck that. He doesn't know what I drink, so he orders two bottles of Grey Goose. Brings them over. And there was a point in time where I only drank kettle and Grey Goose, pretty much as vodka. And this was a long time ago. I think around maybe four years ago or five years ago, pretty much all I drink is tequila. And that's it. So two bottles come over and he goes, no, nah, no, nah, this is your Ben Baller, man. We need to turn up for you. We need to do a little special something for you. So 15 minutes later, five bottle waitresses, are, one of them is in a little mini car. They're being held up on people's shoulders. They got a big sign that says, Ben Baller every five years because I ain't been out in Hollywood in five years. And they pull up the whole show, playing Play Jane three times in a fucking row. Dude brings out three more bottles of Class Azul, four bottles of 1942, and a uh, Vu Rose champagne. He remembers from back in the day when me and Jonas would drink because I love Vu. So we got six people who can drink, but we're not going to drink more than two bottles. And now we got 11 bottles. And I'm like, what the fuck are we going to do? Crowd was amazing. The craziest part about Hyde was it was 75% women, 25% guys. It was fucking lit. Security guard was amazing. And the thing was, I tipped the bottle waitress really well and she goes, you know what? I was really looking forward to serving you and this is amazing. Thank you so much for the tip. You have no idea how cheap celebrities are. And I'm like, yo, I'm not really a celebrity. I'll say that. She goes, that's bullshit because my husband's a big fan of yours. And um, you are famous. I'm like, okay. And so, you know, I see the bar back. He's working hard. And usually the bar back is doing a lot. He's even pouring drinks. Tip the bar back, okay? Tip the security guard for walking my wife to the bathroom, bypassing the lines. Tip the valet. Valet, by the way, is 150 bucks. And it's 40 if you want to park. They'll move your car to a different lot. There was six fucking cars in the lot, okay? In the main lot, because everyone's Ubering now. This ain't the day of bringing your fucking Ferrari Lamborghini. No one cares anymore. I mean, they kind of do, but not really. People are like in Escalades or something, you know, coming five, six deep. So they're rather be in a big car. I'm sure some people still pull up crazy, but Saturday night, it was fucking lit. It was crazy. Got to give a big shout out to Sam Nazarian. By the way, his family owned Qualcomm for a while. That's a huge company. He's a billionaire, successful dude. Owns nightclubs all over the fucking world. Shout out to my dog, Frankie Delgado. Yes, the same guy from The Hills, the TV show. And of course, shout out to my bro, Josh Richmond, for the fucking amazing time. My wife was so fucked up. I didn't get really too fucked up until we got home. 
And I don't know what compelled me to drink when we got home, but I was like, man, I was, I was hurting because I just did the fucking three and a half hour drive, drank the night before. By the way, hired a babysitter for the first time. No one's ever watched our kids except my mother-in-law. So that was fucking amazing that my kids were cool with the babysitter who happens to be a very close friend of ours and happened to be in San Diego at the same time. But anyways, shout out to Hyde Nightclub on Sunset. It was just a great fucking time. It's been a long time. I don't think I'll be going back for another few years at least. And I'm too fucking old. By the way, the average age of the crowd was 22. So I was super old. But everyone was super respectful. Everyone was showing love. Shout out to the DJ. But yeah, man, it was a great fucking time. The Watch Lord was out. I am fucking old as shit. I feel crazy as hell. And right about now, because my voice is gone, I'm going to take a break, pay some bills. You hear the Lakey Lake in the background. That means it's time for some commercials. And we'll be right back with uh, sports talk, some golf, some new TV shows and all that shit. All right, BTB Army, NFL season is here. College football has started. NBA is around the corner. MLB is in full swing and a whole lot more. One year ago, we started CaptainPicks.com because there's strength in numbers. Since then, we have built up an insanely talented community of winners that is turning daily sports betting into legitimate investment strategy. Week over week, month to month, we are making money because we are a team handicappers who do the research, crunch the data, watch the games, and love to lead you every single day. We are taking the industry by storm, and to celebrate our one-year birthday, we are having our biggest sale yet. Any package is 30% off as our gift to you. Use promo code HBD at checkout and thank me later. Every sport, every day, break all bookies. Go to captainpicks.com and use promo code HBD at checkout. Go do that now and thank me later. One year in, let's fucking go, guys. Captainpicks.com. Yo, yo, we're back, man. My, my throat is still fucked up. Um, and I got to get ready for golf in a second. But Thursday, of course, play golf with my cousin, Peter, and um, one of my boys, Pat, who has been playing golf since he was high school, didn't believe that I was shooting in the 80s, didn't believe that I was a, a low teen handicap index. And um, he got to see it in himself. He actually shot a 77. It was the best score since he was a high school kid and he was like maybe in his late 20s. And then my boy Sammy was a pro. Played in Angeles. And uh, I shot an 84. I had a shitty range session before. I tried to hit some balls 20 minutes, 30 minutes before. And the crazy thing is, now I've shot my best score ever. And um, I wasn't really crazy hyped about it because, you know, I'm really chasing like 78, 77. And I think there, I'll start really being a little more content and a little more excited about, you know, getting closer to shooting par and, you know, hopefully one day shooting under par. But that single digit handicap is really what I'm after. And um, single digit meaning like seven, you know what I'm saying? 
unless we're playing on a par 70 or par 70 fucking one course. But I shot 84. The best part about it is I'd have one shank, no shanks. Had I called bad shots where I aimed one way and you know the ball would draw, baby fade here and there. And I thought about it and the thing that pissed me off is I could have got 80. And of course, every golfer could say I could have played better. And I could have. The problem is I'm playing the best I've ever played and I still wasn't satisfied. Hole one at Angeles, I sink a 50-foot fucking putt from the rough and it was crazy. And um, crazy part is on the front nine, I almost beat my cousin Pete who usually shoots like mid-70s there, which was crazy. But... You know, I didn't lose any balls. And the crazy thing is, my cousin is, he is very to the T. If he loses a ball, two shots. Doesn't take a drop unless you, there's certain areas you can take a drop at. And um, he shanked the ball. It was really weird to see him play like this. But he still shot at 80. And, you know, these are with mistakes. Without those mistakes, he shoots a 73. And that's with, you know, not mulligans. I'm talking about really taking the L on the hazards, which is fucked up. But the two highlights I'd like to say are I was shooting from the white tees at that course for at least five or six rounds. I moved to the blue tees last week and this past you know week played the blue tees again. And on the par threes, we're playing from the black tees. Par three, hole seven is 160, 161 from the white tees depending on where the pin is, because they move the pin every day. If you guys don't know that, the flag and the pin hole moves every day. Last Thursday, from the blacks, it was 181 yards on hole seven. It's fucking nuts. I used my six iron, and my six iron, a month or two months ago, couldn't even go 155, 160, and make it to the pin. It was like close. It'd be like you know, five yards is off his fair. Maybe go 155, somewhere around there. I almost had a hole in one. I missed it probably by a foot and a half, 18 inches. Super close. And I couldn't fucking believe that with these new stealth irons, I hit that fucking six iron 181 yards. It's fucking nuts. Now, hole 13, playing from the blacks, Part three, 211 yards, use my hybrid, and I missed the, the hole by three feet. And, you know, but the direction it was going in the line was crazy. It was a crazy fucking line. But my putting was great. Everything was good. It was fucking amazing. You know what I mean? And I'm just like super looking forward to announcing some crazy news with potentially the greatest Korean golfer in the history of the sport. And I'm talking about, yes, PGA Tour, everything. And I've been talking to him for a minute and I'll discuss that once I can but we got some big plans that we're doing and it could be one of the most fucking amazing things I probably ever do in golf speaking of golf and this will be the last time I talk about it for this show good good is back on talk to Garrett and me and Garrett had a little chat yesterday and he's kind of booked up four to six weeks in advance he's going to come back out here he lives in Dallas and they want to do a three versus three good good versus uh, Korean golfers. That'd be me, Sam, and my cousin. So it could happen in about a month or so, and I'm excited, so I gotta get my fucking practice in, and we gotta figure out where the fuck they go. You know, I would love to do it at Angeles, but we'll see what the fuck is going on. Now, we are gonna talk about my shitty, fuck-ass, 
Seahawks. And I feel bad for the dudes that are playing on the team, but you know what I'm saying? I've talked to several of them like, yo, we down bad right now. Yeah, we are. We are, man. It's not just the offense because we put up points, the defense, offense. And the crazy part is we had like five or six penalties for 37 yards. Like, that ain't shit. I'm used to seeing them get 100, 115 yards. And these penalties, though, especially the one holding, oh, my God, man. Look, Geno can score. He can throw touchdowns. We see that against a really terrible, shitty-ass Atlanta fucking Falcons defense. And I can't fucking believe we gave them their first win when they're 0-2. And um, I'm glad I didn't fly to Seattle because I'd have been fucking disgusted. But I really don't have any words. For a man who has so many words and so much to talk about, I don't really have shit to say. Right? I think we could beat Detroit still. You know, I think they're that bad still, whatever. I think we could beat the Raiders. Everything else is going to be, I'm, look, I'm just looking forward to that fucking number one draft pick. That's it. I don't know what else to say other than the fact that this is bullshit. Okay. I thought that was an easy win. Lost a couple racks on my bookie like it was fucking some Postmates meal. Speaking of Postmates, Jesus Christ, I spent so much money this weekend, I'm going to think about it. But then... To make matters worse, I say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to bet on the Niners because you know what? I don't like fucking Russell Wilson. And you know, tell you the truth, whichever team won, I'd have been fine with because fuck Russell and fuck the Niners. But because I decided to put some money on because I'm talking to fucking Jordan, he's like, yeah, man, we like this game here. Boom. I was like, all right, cool. Let's fuck it. Let's why not. I'm open for whatever. Place another two racks on the Niners to win by fucking a point and a half. And they can't get it fucking done. Porn star fucking Jimmy steps out of fucking bounds, catches a safety. Then the fucking, just Debo's hurt. And there's just, I'm, I'm like, look, I would bash the Niners right now, but we suck so bad that I don't even know what else to fucking say. It just, it's fucking sad. The Niners and the, and the Seahawks are just fucking both just going to suck. I don't think we turn it around and make a run for the NFC West. The Niners? I have no fucking idea. Who fucking knows? Trey's out for the season. Jimmy, it ain't it. Debo, Kittle, I have no idea what the fuck's going on. Fucking weird. So, what a fucked up weekend in football. And tell you the truth, last couple weeks, even that first game, which was felt good, NFL had just been fucking weird. Like, really? Like, Matt Ryan's beating fucking the Chiefs? Come on, man. I will say this. The Miami Dolphins are the truth. That was probably the most exciting game of the day. Fucking crazy that they're 3-0. We'll see what happens. Still very early on. And that's enough about fucking that period. In fact, I ain't got no more sports talk. But I will say this. I hate when 50 Cent takes these breaks. No other person, no other seasons do this where they stop in the middle like, oh, episode three. Oh, guess what? There's no, there, it's holiday. No, fuck all that bullshit. Game of Thrones, them motherfuckers is gonna do it. If it's fucking Halloween, they don't give a fuck what they, they're putting it fucking on, whether it be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they're doing it. So there's no raising Canaan this week. Pisses me off. I know 50 said he's going independent. They're breaking off from stars. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but I'm going to cancel my subscription from stars if there be no more fucking um, power-related shows. Ghost, all that shit, because I'm waiting for all this shit to come up. I mean, that's like serious. And it's fucking tough to do what he's been doing. So I don't fucking know. So I'm looking for things to watch. The Dahmer shit was crazy. And um, I see this show 
called the bling ring, the real bling ring, right? There was a movie called bling ring that Sofia Coppola did about these little, you know, privileged kids who start robbing people's houses. They robbed Paris Hilton. They robbed Lindsay Lohan. They robbed um, Audrina from the Hills. It's like this documentary and they're showing these dudes who really robbed people, white kids, an Asian kid, and they're adults now. They went to time. I think they did like six months. Some of them did a year, two years. And they robbed all these people's houses, used the money to go get bottles, all this other shit. And it's like, are you really going to make these motherfuckers famous? So I'm watching it. It's corny. I'm hearing the stories about people, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, my dad was rich and blah, blah. And then they got a divorce and all this other bullshit. Like, go go hustle. Do all this shit. Don't steal from nobody. Don't fucking cheat anybody. But the reason why I'm even bringing up the show is because they're talking about LA and what areas are affluent, what areas are cool and parts of Hollywood. And this fucking douchebag, they call him Josh the Realtor, a real estate agent. I don't know. I guess he's on some TV show selling real estate. This guy's a fucking, he, yo, this is a true dickwad, like a straight weenie. And he's talking about LA is it. LA, da, da, da. And I live in Hollywood, so it's all good. LA is, you know, you see the dreams and people all want to move here and blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, shut the fuck up, cornball. And then he says the dumbest shit ever. He goes, San Fernando Valley is where you go if you can't make it in LA. And I'm like, hold on, dog. What did you just say? Like, bro, 90% of the Dodgers live in fucking Toluca Lake, Studio City, fucking balling ass houses in Sherman Oaks. There's $20 million cribs in San Fernando Valley. What are you trying to say? Like, it's just stupid as fuck, especially like if you start with Studio City, Toluca Lake, and then go to Encino, Bruh, there's 30, 40 million dollar cribs in Encino. That's not my part of town, but this dude's such a fucking idiot. And then they go to Calabasas and talk about that. And he goes, Calabasas is heaven. This is the it place. This is where it's cool. This is where this person lives. This person lives. No dog, Drake don't live there no more. Neither does Bieber. Ain't nothing cool about Calabasas. Calabasas has never been cool. I don't give a fuck if Kanye moved there. I don't care if Kim Kardashian lives there. She's always live in that area. I have never fucked with Calabasas. It has never been no, no lit spot. The only thing about it that is not necessarily cool, but as a positive, is that it's far away from LA. So you feel like you're a little bit, really, you're really in the suburbs of Los Angeles. But really, when you think about how far Calabasas is, it's as the far fucking, from Calabasas to downtown LA is further than Disneyland is. And I'm not really a big fan of Orange County, but it's like, ain't shit cool about... I remember when Bieber used to be like, all right, yeah, I'm going to my show, blah, blah, I'm going to the Staples Center. And it would be a fucking pain in the ass. So he bought a Sprinter, so he had a bar, a bathroom, so he can just chill and have a driver. But he hated it. That's why he moved to Beverly Hills. And Calabasas ain't lit. I don't give a fuck about gated communities. There's gated communities in other areas. I'm not going to Calabasas. Nobody cool from LA, no West Side dude, no 213-323-310 person ever thought that Calabasas is cool. So this guy is absolute weenie. San Fernando Valley is not cool, but Calabasas is? You're a fucking idiot. Josh the realtor, you fucking goofy ass motherfucker. Anyways, been trying to watch shit. There's nothing to fucking watch. I have literally tried I even thought about fucking watching Nope again to try to figure out an alternative 
thought process behind the movie. Couldn't do it. Anything obvious, please do not suggest. I need a sleeper movie that doesn't have thousands of reviews. If it's in the low hundreds and, you know, saying it got good reviews, send me a fucking, D- I'm sorry, an email. BBDTC213 at gmail.com. I need some sort of new movie shit in my life. I got guests coming up. We got some things coming up. I do need to mention, my bad, I don't want to talk about golf anymore, but I do have to mention that I am going to have a play-in tourney for one spot in the Washlord Invitational. The shit really is around the corners because we're pretty much almost, well, now nah, it's the 26th or 24th. So we got October, November, December, January, February, March, April. We got seven months away to the Washlord Invitational. And it's going to hit quick. And I got a lot of shit I'm trying to do right now. I can't really speak on politically because of the weird shit between the PGA and Liv and just, I don't know, but when I figure it out, I am going to fucking make my mind up and no one's going to change it. But a lot of cool shit is coming for sure. Do not forget, 3 p.m. tomorrow, my gold cash gun 2.0 drops. I will be on the network app live, you know, showcasing all that shit. And I'm excited for that. I have another big announcement to make. I need to figure that out this week because we have a Zoom call going over that. But big shout out to the Dust Brothers for being so supportive in a lot of moves that I'm making lately. It's not just the podcasting shit, but it's the support system and the core. I've been hearing that word a lot lately about working out how strong your core is and it's that no truer statement has been made that if your core ain't strong, everything else don't matter. And by the way, guys, I am fucking down to 178 fucking pounds, which is crazy as shit. I am down 30 fucking pounds in the last few months, strictly off that fucking, you know, um, well, I mean, I I am playing a lot of golf and shit, but mostly I do want to fucking give credit to intermittent fasting. It's definitely been amazing. But yeah, y'all, if there's anything else you want to holler at me about, you got the email. Always know I fuck with you guys super heavy. Please, please, please tell a friend to tell a friend about the show. Hit that subscribe button. If you haven't subscribed already, we got some shit going on. Going through a little transition. I'm figuring out different things. I'm working less and I'm strategizing my next pivot, which the golf part is in there too, but it's a bigger picture than any of you guys understand because it's something that not anyone can just do. And I know it's going to take a lot of work to do it. So certain things got to go so that the bigger plan can happen. All right. Anyways, hope you guys have a great week. Hope you guys have a great day. Make it a great day. All right, y'all. I will talk to you soon. I will see you guys back here on Thursday. Might have a special guest on Thursday. We will see on Thursday. All right, y'all. That's my man, Lakey Lake in the background. We are out of here. Peace. Peace.